Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Coogan Cassius, IFL TV, MTK Global, we're in Essex. You like a bit of Essex? Love it, don't I? Is that your Essex accent? Yeah. Alright. How are you, Tyson? I'm alright. Um, you're doing a, obviously, your tour continued after uh, your fight. It's been a little uh, show here in where we're South, South End. End. Yeah. Nice little place, to be honest. Nice little seaside town, same nice little boutique hotel. Uh, the people out here are very um, upmarket, or whatever you want to call it. Everyone's nice and refri- uh, refined. <coughs> Hi, Prince. Hi, Prince. Um, how's it been since you got back from Vegas? I've been busy doing doing stuff. I say I've not, not done anything really, I've just been flat out busy, I've not had time to have a rest or nothing. Trained a few days? Mm. Trained a few days in between this and... Every day, yeah. Train every day. Mm. Trained today, trained yesterday, the day before. Training's got to be done, it's part of my life, isn't it? So, nothing else matters apart from training, the rest of it's secondary. How do you kind of look back on that, that week in uh, Las Vegas now? I look back on it, you know, while you're there and you're the man doing it, it's business to me. It ain't holiday, it ain't some big trip where I can enjoy, oh, let's go to Vegas and have a drink or whatever, gamble and whatever they want to do in Vegas, go to a show and all that. I'm there to fight. So before the fight, I'm looking to the fight. And after the fight, I am still recovering from the high and the low. So I don't, I don't, don't enjoy whatever city or place it's at. I never get to see the surroundings or what they really are, rather than just on a business side and a professional side. 
sense. Yeah, because there's a massive difference between you going to Vegas for camp and a fight than actually going on holiday for a week there. Yeah, so that's why I love it when I go to support other boxers around the world. Because the pressure ain't on me, I can just go there and be a spectator and enjoy myself. Rather than being the one who's there to entertain you. You really kind of, not just on fight night, but you put on a show the whole week. I think the, for your Las Vegas debut, I think the Americans really kind of took to you. Like, not just the fight <laughs> night, but the press conferences, the, the workouts, everything. Everything, just, yeah, yeah, I did. I, I did a workout, Paul of FA. Um, probably done more press out there that week than I've ever done before for a fight. It is big time boxing, you've got to do it, it's all got to be done because if I don't sell the show and do my part, then it's uh, people ain't interested in the fight. There was a moment after where you went into Tom Schwartz's dressing room and you kind of, you know, did what you normally would do, but you, you said to him that you want to try and get him a fight and you want him in camp and, and, yeah. and as, you know, what, what kind of goes through your head to go and do that? He's a big old fella, isn't he? And, um, Big old lad, um, he can come to camp for sure. And uh, I'm sure his promoter will get him a fight, whatever. <coughs> and he'd be good to have him in camp actually. I'll teach him a few, a few things. He's only a young lad, he's got 25 fights now. And um, I'm sure he'll come back stronger than he was. Already. Do you know what? I want to address on this interview as well. All the idiots who don't know boxing. Because I've seen something from Joshua recently saying he wishes he could go back to fighting easy opponents. Couldn't get any easier than the opponent he had, could he, after two weeks' notice and fat as a pig? <laughs> I don't think they come much easier than that mush. Where was he ranked? Number 15 or 16 by the organisations. And he always said Tom Schwartz is rated number whatever, 69 in the world. Tom Schwartz was rated number two by the WBO. Um, just to prove it, I snapped a picture of it because I thought I'd be doing an interview up here somewhere. And I wanted to show the official WBO rankings. I think people do know this. He wears. I know, but like, yeah. I know, but why do people keep saying he's like number sixty-nine in the world, or fifty-three, or hundred and twenty-two? Look, WBO ratings. There, is that there? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're they're ones at the time. Can you see him? Yeah, Dylan, Dylan White 1, Tom Schwartz 2, Tyson Fury 3, Revest 4. Yeah, yeah. so he's in, he's, he's in front of me on them. Tyrone Spong is at 6. Yeah. Okay. So, unless I'm mistaken and everyone else is mistaken, then that's an official rating of number 2. Not something that some... Well, I don't know where they're getting 125 from and all that. Where is that coming from? Boxrec? But what's Boxrec? That's not even a rating company, is it? They're not an organisation, as far as I'm aware. If they are, please correct me, and I'll say sorry. Mm. Is Boxrec an official organisation? No. Do they have a championship belt that you can fight for and get sanctioning fees? No. How does their ratings even work? What, is it a point system? I'm assuming so, yeah. I mean... Yeah, because one minute I've got 16,000 points, number a minute I've got 5,000. I'm not sure how it all goes on. But the fact of the matter is they're not an official, they're just someone's opinion. So Boxrec, I'm not, I don't even look at Boxrec mm. at all. Boxrec is a good site for looking at people's records and who they fought and all that. 
Not for what they say. No, but that wreck. is what it's for. So it's exactly. exactly what you said. So it, box wreck. Yeah, yeah records. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't say box yeah. rankings. I'll rank the fighters as the official rankings because it's got nothing to do with it. So just clarifying that box rec says our fighters ranked whatever. Who cares? Because they're not an official ranking company anyway. They're just some uh, website who have their opinion on where people should be rated in the world, which absolutely means nothing. What just clarifying. Yeah. What did you make of um, Eddie Hearn's comments that Tom Schwartz wouldn't win a British title? I have no interest in anything that Eddie Hearn says. Of course Eddie Hearn would say something negative, wouldn't he? Because he's, he's Golden Goose has just been splattered by a fat man. So he's got to try and discredit me. I need to make himself look good, Mosh. Um, Frank Warren. Pass us me uh, cake, Dad, please. What cake Show Eddie Earn how to have a piece of cheesecake. It don't really matter, does it, anymore? It don't really matter if you chubby, does it, Mosh? <laughs> try this cake. Go. This one's for you, AJ. It's quite nice, actually. Good. Good, good. It's not bad. Have you got any more? Negative questions. Have you finished? No, well, just your response to it. No. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Like, let me guess. Tom Schwartz is rubbish, but Dylan White's brilliant. And Joshua's brilliant, but Tyson Hughes is rubbish. And everybody else he's got, Derek Chisora and um, whoever else he's got. Carlos Tucker, more Alexander Usyk, he's brilliant, isn't he? But everybody else is crap. Deontay Wilder's a shit. I'm shit. Everybody who he doesn't have is shit. But everybody who has something to do with is great. So you can't not listen to a word the man says. In my opinion, he knows nothing about boxing because he got Derek Chisora beat by Agid Cabell for not doing his own work. And he got uh, Joshua beat by Ruiz because he looked at the man's body and didn't study boxing. And that's the truth of the matter. End of. Tyson, um, Bob Arum says he wants to make you and Wilder next. No interim. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? Bob is a great guy. Uh, put that on there, Dad, please. Wall of Fame boxing. Give us that Diet Coke, please. Uh, Prince. No, one's enough. Don't want to get too chubby now, do I? Um, yeah, Bob's a Hall of Fame boxing promoter. Top, top dog. So, whatever Bob says. But would you be open to that, to skipping that interim fight you're going to have in September or October and jumping straight into a Wilder fight? Did I not jump straight into a Wilder fight after three years out of the Absolutely. ring? Absolutely. Everybody, what was Eddie Earn saying? He'll never take that fight. That fight ain't happening. That fight ain't happening. He'll pull out. It's publicity stunt. Guess what? It happens. Get over it, Mosh. But is actually, there a possibility of that then? We don't know. Can't tell you. Okay. Frank Warren has also said that you... But I am fighting in October. October the 5th? Yeah. New York City. So September's ruled out? I think so, yeah. Okay. I think Deontay Wilder's fighting at the end of September. 28th of September and I'm fighting a week later. A week after, October yeah. 5th. Okay. Um, New York City. You fought there. No, you haven't fought there. Yes, you have fought there. Madison Square Garden and Steve Cunningham. That's when I knew I yeah. could make it because if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And if you can't, well, you're absolutely fucked, aren't you? Ooh. 
Are you open to the a Gerald Miller fight? Frank Warren said that. I'm open, yeah. Yeah. What did you talk about when you saw him in um, Vegas? He was there, obviously, around the fight, and I just said to do your own thing and forget about what other promoters are saying and whatever mistakes are made. Regroup and continue. And that's it. I'm open to fight Gerald Miller, no problem. I've not got no problems with him doing whatever he wants to do in his life. If he if he feels the need that he's got to do what he's got to do, that's none of my concern. My concern is boxing and winning, not what the other man's going to do to himself. So, Gerald Miller is, a, is an option. He's a big old fella. He's highly rated. Mm. He's 23 stone and 6 foot 4. He's unbeaten in how many fights? 23 fights? Yeah, roughly. 21 or 2 knockouts. Yeah. So, he's the, he's the highest available opponent right, rated. He's number three in America, behind Ruiz Wilder. And I think he's rated highly by some organisations too. And he's popular because of all the scandal. So you could get somebody who nobody knows, but people don't want that. So there, there is serious legs in that, possibly, as your, yeah, your listen, fight for I'd, October. I'd be open to negotiating with um, Big yeah. Baby, for sure. If you can think of a different opponent. Who else has been mentioned to you then? By I haven't spoke to anyone. Like I said, I've just I've been busy at uh, work doing bits and bobs, but I've not spoke to anyone about boxing. But Jarrell Miller is somebody I would consider. They want an American, so. I can't think of any other Americans who will be... Kawanaki? He's fighting... Um, oh, he's fighting. Areola. Yeah, he's fighting Areola, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kawanaki's fighting Areola, but I'd say that Jarrell Miller is more popular than Kawanaki. More known. There's... Um, who else is there? Brian Jennings is fighting Joe Joyce. Yeah. Um, Charles Martin got knocked out by AJ in the round, so... It's not a fight that I want to take because people will start saying, oh, he made comparisons or whatever. You can't go back to what they've been chinned in around. Mm. But Mainster Vern got chinned in around by Wilder and then four or five by Joyce. I can't think of anybody. Who else is there? There's, yeah. a, there's an unknown guy who's highly rated. He's a WBA regular champion, um, Trevor Bryan. He's 20, 21 and 0, I think. Yeah. Six foot four. But nobody's heard of him, so again... Who was being considered as a replacement opponent for uh, Joshua at one point, I think? Yeah. Yeah. But again, no one's heard of him. He's not someone that we're familiar with. Hmm. Okay. Um, that's, I don't think there's any more, is there? Um, I can't think of any if there is. There probably is, but I don't know. What? The guy that you sparred, remind me of his name, who came into camp and sparred. Who? Uh, Christopher Lovejoy. Yeah. What was the story around the sparring? Can you tell us anything about that? Because we interviewed him and he, he yeah. said he said that kind of how he come to sparring you. But, uh, what did he say? Um, that basically it's it's in you and you said to him to turn up for sparring yeah. and you said that he, he was basically getting a right hander or something and he turned up sparring but you didn't kind of tell us any more than that. Is that pretty much what happened? Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. But it's just sparring rumours, isn't it? Mm. So the lad was a bit of a tip, really, but still, he's a professional athlete, and to say I knocked him out in the first round would be rude of me. But that's what happened. So whatever. Then I kicked him out of the gym for being a tip. What happened was, this big fella, six foot four or five, 20 stone, 
18 and 018 KOs or 19 and 019 KOs. He was rated number something by the WBA, whatever, he was highly rated. Mm. And uh, he was saying all over Las Vegas, all, all in the gyms, the heavyweight gyms, I'm going to knock Tyson Fury out, he's a bum, he's this, he's that. So one of the, the trainers at May with the gym said, oh, Tyson, is this guy? Say he's going to knock you out. He caused the trouble. Yeah, he phoned him up. So he said, oh, say it to, his face. Say it to him on the phone. He said, uh, I said, you're going to knock me out here. He said, he said, yeah, I am. I said, come down and do it then. So anyway, I wasn't at the gym and he turned up to the gym taking pictures outside and I'm here to spar Tyson Fury and whatever and came in with his man on a Thursday. We don't spar on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So he said, oh, I thought Spiderman was today. I said, I'll tell you what to do. Come back tomorrow. And I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock you out. And I said, if I don't, it don't count. And I said, tomorrow you're getting it. And he sort of flapped it, you know what I mean? He sort of like didn't know how to take it. So he left and then he come back tomorrow. He was half an hour early getting warmed up. Ben said, this lad's here. I said, good. I'm giving it to him. And because of he said, he said, I want you to drop him with a, with a straight left hand in the first round I said you got it so he come running at me just went slip boom down he went okay we didn't know none of that all 20 stone of him on the floor he's a, he's a lump yeah. but do I take pride in saying about a man who can't defend himself no am I a bully no do, do I take that as anything as a victory or anything no that was just that was actually nothing. A man who forced himself to get sparred with the best heavyweight in the world when he's not a real fighter. He's something like um, the man who Deontay Wilder knocked out in the gym in a spar. What's it called? Charlie Zelenoff. He's something like Charlie Zelenoff. But he's actually had some professional fights in Cambodia or something, he's had them in. So he was a bit of a liberty, really. But he was still 18 and over 18 knockouts. Okay. Um, final one. You was there, boys, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> final one. The the little matrix move from your fight that's going around. Mm. What do you remember about that? It was uh, very pleasing on the eye, shall yes, we say. Yes, I was studying Neo for a while before the fight, and I, I thought I might go in there and do a few moves. It's one of my favourite movies of all times, Keanu Reeves. And Lawrence Fishburne. So I did it. And it worked successfully. Yeah, it's done the rounds. There's something from your fight that always does the rounds, and that seems to be the one that people latched onto. Do you want to know the truth? Go on. I'm not boxing much. I didn't do a thing Ben told me to do. Ben wanted me to go out and box and take him six, seven rounds and let him get tired and all that. But I didn't. I didn't want to. I wanted a knockout in America. When I go out for a knockout, if I've ever went somewhere for a knockout, in my mind, I've never not got one. But when I go to slip and box, and I can do that too, but for some reason, I wanted to knock Tom Schwartz out and make a statement in America and put on a show, because that's what they like. The Americans love a knockout. Andy Lee told me last year, the Americans love a knockout, they don't care when, how or why, but they love a knockout. And everyone was telling me, all the promote boxing promoters, so they love a knockout. And there's me thinking, well, I don't have that knockout style. So, it was what it was. I said to these boys, I said to Kevin Brendan in the thing, 
I said, I'm going to get him out of there, quick. I said, it's going to be either him or me. Because this is America, and everyone wants to see an explosive performance. So that was that. I what, what was Ben's response to this, then? What? To you kind of, not say not listening to him, but kind of doing your own thing, if you like. Um, what, what can he do? I got a good victory, and it worked. My plan worked. It's a job done. Job done, in and out. Mm. Listen, Tom Schwartz hit me with a left hook yeah, in the first round, and then he broke my jaw. So I thought, I'm getting you out of here before you do some damage to me, Mush. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I switched up and let the punches go. I was, I was hitting hard all the way through camp now. All the way through, like, I never really uh, done no bad inspiring. I've done very good, like, I was strong and fit. So I was letting everybody have it as well from the southpaw stance. Coming back, slip, boom, straight down. Down the middle. And that was it. So I wanted to attack. I wanted to I'd be aggressive and in America, where you have to. And I did. I did what I had to do. And I got a good good stoppage win from the southpaw stance. That was that, but <coughs> it was what it was. Can't say much more about it. I was happy to get him out of there. Won't get paid for overtime is the old cliche, so there you go. But it wasn't my style, it wasn't my style, was it? Like knocking someone out in one or two rounds. Because people kept asking you during the week, are you here to make a statement and put on yeah. a show? And you kind of said, said no. Yeah. You said no, yeah, that's right. But what I did, and that's it. The whole thing is, everybody, oh, Tyson Fury can't punch. But Tyson Fury's the master of boxing, yes. But to say Tyson Fury can't punch is an absolute joke. I believe I hit as hard as any heavyweight in the world, if not harder. But my style isn't to get hit and hit them back. In order to throw heavy bombs, you need to plant your feet, bend your knees and let them rip. But when you do that, you can get them back, like we saw Joshua did on the weekend, like we saw Dylan White did when he got done by Joshua, like we saw so many times over the years. He who tries to land bombs usually gets chinned or the other one gets chinned. But a man who boxes, look at Klitschko. When he tried to get people out there in the beginning of his career, he got knocked out three times. But then all of a sudden he started boxing behind his jab and his defence and moving. Then he went 11 years unbeaten until he met me. But I'm a master on that style, boxing, moving, not getting in. So the thing is, I think to myself, why do I want to put myself on their level, a lower level, a brawler's level, to please everybody else? But sometimes... I like getting involved in a fight. Sometimes I like to go toe-to-toe -to -toe and have punch-to-punch -punch with somebody. Not because I can't or I don't want to, just because it, it's a lot easier for me to hit him and he don't hit me back. It's called sweet science. It's called boxing. But I can have a trade-up with anybody. You can ask anybody who I've sparred. I'm the strongest man in the division, by far. Sparred them all. Everybody. And I am the strongest out of all of them. I'm the fittest. I'm the gamest. Okay. No, I'm not about lifting weights strong, like benching 300 kilo or whatever, but if I grab hold of you and you start wrestling with me, it's like wrestling with a T-Rex. You will gas. You start trying to rip and pull me about 19 stone and 6 foot 9, I'm as wiry and strong as a bull. Trust me. <laughs> Isn't it, Dad? Yes. Gas. I've never met anybody who can have a wrestle with me and uh, not be fucked after two minutes. <laughs> And that was, the, that was the silly thing, really. I never got into much grappling with Deontay Wilder, never. It was a clean stand-up fight, 
and it was I never used my advantages. But I don't know if I grabbed hold of him a couple of times, his little legs would have went. Okay. Tyson Fury, thank you very much for talking to Eiffel TV. We know you're just about to go on How stage. long was that? Twenty-two oh, yeah. minutes. Not stopped, have I? No. And can you just tell people that you're not allowing me to interview your dad? Yeah. No more interviews with John Fury for any of you guys, any cameramen, any interviewers. If you want him, TV gold, you got to pay. Simple as. So there's an option to pay? Yeah, it's a pound per view. And considering he does hundreds of thousands of views, <laughs> I think he's quite expensive. What a businessman. <laughs> what a businessman. I was about to say something about them there, over there, but he ain't a good businessman, is he really? Yeah. Hello. Um, thank you very much, Song to Eiffel TV. All the best. And uh, yeah, enjoy your time here in Essex. Will do. Have you got anything to say, Prince? No. Yeah, take them off. Anyone you want to call out? No. Anyone you want to shout out? No. Okay. What about your mum? No. No, not interested. Thank you very much, Tosh. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.